Well, welcome everyone. I want to thank you for coming to Destiny Moments with Michelle Hughes. And yes, I am Michelle. And um, today we're going to be talking about does skin color defines who you are? Does skin color define who you are? We who are black have to live daily with the disparity of being a black person in white America. We deal with racism every time you walk out of your door. Some feel it more than others, depending on your occupation, location of where you live, being married into an interracial marriage, or being a a black child with a white parent or black parent who's married to uh, or into an interracial marriage. And the list can go on and on. But this conversation really was born after reading the Duchess uh, Megan, who is married to Harry, and what she has endured since being married to Harry. I think this is terrible for someone to ask her, what color will her baby be? In other words, will it be dark? I guess, you know, they really can't say because her father is white And her mother is black, is a black woman who was darker in color. She has, uh, she was being interviewed by Oprah Winfrey, uh, who I admired the most. Um, But what I admire, I should say, about Harry is that he truly loves his wife. And he has stood behind her to the point that they left the monarchy, and now lives in California. This is true love. And color doesn't have anything to do with his love for Megan. He loves her for who she is as a person, and he has been attracted to her from the very beginning. And he isn't allowing his heritage to keep him from the love of his life. And you can tell that she feels the same about Harry. And she is also pregnant with their second child and she is having a girl. Harry says that this is uh, going to be it. They're only gonna have two children. But I really admire their realness and their ability to, to maintain their happiness. And this to me is true love. I pray God will send me a person who knows that I am the apple of his eye and vice versa. And I I just believe that when you find a couple like Harry and Megan, who basically against the odds, uh, they have maintained that they are together because they love each other. And he isn't letting um, anything detour him from being faithful to his wife. And she's doing the same thing. And even though she uh, was talking about, even with on Oprah, when she was interviewing, um, when, when Oprah, I should say, was interviewing her, she even um, talked about the fact that um, she wanted to die f- from all the uh, pain that she has experienced since she's been married to Harry and um, all that she's been through. 
And so, you know, we look at them through the magazines and we think everything's okay. Well, it hasn't been okay. They not accepting her. And mainly is because she is black. And there's no other reason behind that. And she begins to, um, she, she's discussing that now. And, um, you know, what she's had to endure since being married to um, Harry. And it's sad because, you know, we go to work, we deal with racism. You know, you, you walk to, in the store, sometimes you deal with racism. I don't care where you go, you're going to encounter racism because some people have been brought up to hate black people. And it's not because they're better than you. It's because that's how they were raised. If you teach your child to hate another race, then that's what they're going to become. They're going to become a racist. And that's what is happening in our white America. We have many people who, if you talk to them, they will make you think that, oh, no, I love all people. But when it really, when when you really think about it or when you look at their actions, you'll see that they really covet what other people know that they do uh, and who they are. And, and many times they have been taught this from children to hate um, black people or whatever the nationality may be. We're not the only race that goes through um being, uh, you know, looked at in a different way. But I'm talking that way because I'm a black person. I, I can't tell you what they go through. I can tell you what I've experienced being a black woman and black all my life. <laughs> so I can tell you what you go through uh, being a black person. And, and I thank God because, um, you know, my parents, they raised us. You, you really have to love yourself. And even though you encounter it, you look at the other person because, you know, really, you have to feel really bad about yourself to look at another individual. And because they don't have the same color as you have, you think you're better than them. Now, that's foolishness because the Bible doesn't teach you to hate. And we we need to there needs to be a healing in this nation. And um, I'm going to read. in Matthew 9 and 35, it says that, um, let me see here, 9 and 35 says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And, you know, we talk about physical healing but there needs to be a healing physically and inwardly in many of our lives who carry racism in your heart. And that's what the scripture is talking about. It's not just talking about healing of um, your body. It's also a healing that needs to be um, that needs to take place even throughout this country. Because, you know, I was listening to a commentator on CNN And he was saying that when he talks about certain things about race, they begin to, you know, and and, and talks about how it's not equal. You know, his ratings will go down and and start people will start basically um, condemning him. And so it's sad that you can't even um, say what you feel without being condemned because they want to stay in power. And the way they stay in power is to keep another race, 
you know, um, in, in submission to them. And so they don't want to give up that power. And so that's why racism is going to be here until Christ comes back. Because I don't see it changing. I really don't. Because people are not going to, you know, white people not going to give up that power. No, they're not. And so they like the control. And, 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 and that's how it's going to stand. The only difference is, though, we who are believers, our peace comes to Jesus Christ. And no one can hold us back. If, if you killed me, I'm still going to live in, in, in heaven. So it, it's, no, it's a win-win either way. It's just sad that, you, that we can't experience what many, uh, what, what white people experience every day of their lives, um, the, the trueness of not being hated for your color. And I think that's the thing that really disturbs me many times is that it's not because you're better than me. It's not because you look better than me. It's not because you even have more money than me. It's just because this is what the country has uh, perpetrated. And, and it, it's throughout the world. And it's sad that no matter where we go as a black person, um, sometimes we're hated. But I can remember, you know, a time me and my sister went over, uh, we were in Canada. I think we were um, um, on our way to Toronto and we went through, um, oh, I can't think of what town we were in. And, you know, I had never felt so much freedom before where no one looked at you, no one was judging you, uh, making you feel as if you didn't fit in. I just felt so much freedom. And that's why even today, I don't go to Canada like I used to because it, I mean, it's so bad getting in and out of the country. But um, before, you know, you can just go over and just, it was just, you know, I would spend many weekends, um, you know, staying in a hotel, uh, going to Wheels Inn and I mean, it was just beautiful. But I, I just say that because, yeah, I do know what it feels like to feel freedom and not being judged for the color of your skin. And so I believe that if we didn't have Christ who went to the cross for us, I don't know where life would be. But I thank God that he did that. And I'm going to be reading from um, Acts 10. 38 um, through 40, and it says here, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hung on a tree but praise the lord verse 40 him god raised up the third day and showed him openly that's our freedom that's why we serve god because when he went to that tree and they hung they they hung him on that tree but he rose again on that third day honey that's where our freedom is so you can continue to uh, try to oppress us through racism, make, try to make you feel as if you, you're better than me or, you know, whatever the case may be. But trust me, there's peace in Jesus Christ. And that's what I believe in, um, first Corinthians 12, um, nine and, uh, verse nine through 12, 
It says it this way. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the spirit. To another, the working of miracles. Another, prophecy. To another, discerning of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the same self-same spirit dividing to every man as he will. For as the body is one and have many members and all the members that are one body being many are one body also is Christ. And that's what the unification is all about. You know, the healing of the nations here. You know, God is um, bringing about peace to those who knows him. If you know him as your personal savior, then he will give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. And even though you may experience, you know, racism, you don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to feel as if, you know, someone has their hand on you. No, there's freedom through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God for his love and and what he has done for his children to give us that peace. That even though you may go through whatever you may go through, and as Megan was talking about that, you know, she felt like she wanted to die. I have felt like that. There are times in your life you you can feel that way. And they were making her feel as if she shouldn't tell anyone. Well, if that's and they wouldn't even give her, give her any help because they didn't want people to know that she was on the verge of really killing herself. And so they'd rather for her to kill herself than to go get help because they didn't want the government and the people know that someone had a problem. Well, foolish, 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 foolish. That is foolishness. If you have a disease, if you need help, she wasn't crazy. She may needed some medication to calm her down, to get her through what she was going through. We all have uh, issues in our lives that we face. But if it wasn't for the, the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe we may feel like giving up. But that's the point. We don't because we know that the hope is in him. And he give us the peace and he give us the joy. He give us hope even when you feel defeated. He is the one, the spirit lives within you, will just rise up big within you. And it will begin to tell you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If God before you, who can be against you? Get up and trust me. Trust me with your life. And when we begin to trust him with our lives. I can guarantee you, he will heal you and he will give you what you need. And I'm going to pray for those who are going through challenges in their bodies. You may have to go and take some tests. I know uh, my mother, who I call my mother, uh, Cato is, is, you know, going for some tests. And we are trusting God that God is the equalizer and he's the healer. And I can remember going to Carmanos and the doctor before I could even go to Carmanos, 
he, I went there, I went to my doctor for something else. They sent me to a doctor for maybe for my leg to, you know, for him to look at my leg. And he told me to lay down and he was in my breast, feeling my breast. And I didn't know, I mean, you know, he's a doctor. And then when I got up, he tells me, you have breast cancer, just like that to my face. I touched, when I walked out that door, I touched that door and said, the blood of Jesus is against you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my body. So I had to, and then he tells me to go to Carmanos and get tested and everything. And I had to, um, you know, go to my car. I went there for one thing and left out of there. You know, I could have felt like defeated and hopeless, you know, because I, I think that's what he wanted me to feel. I have no idea what that was all about. But I can recall making the appointment to Carmanos and having to trust God. I said, Lord, I don't care what this man has said. I rebuked that spirit off my life. And I guarantee you when I came out and they, they took the test and I had to wait for the results. But when they came back, it came back negative. And I tell you this because I didn't tell anyone what was going on because I didn't want no negativity to get out there. And I had to trust God to get me through that situation. Now, I could have sued him. I could have sued that doctor for him. He, I came in there for something totally. He wasn't even supposed to be in my breast. That's number one. But, you know, it was just the grace of God that I didn't you know, pursue it and, you know, call his um, higher ups. But I did tell him that I did call him up and, and I let him know what you did was was very unethical, what you did to me or what you tried to do to me. And um, and my results came back negative. And you should never tell a woman they come in there for something else and you go off track and telling them something totally different. So I'm just saying all that to say that's when you have to have faith as a mustard seed. Yeah, I'm not telling you, I'm not here because I ain't been through some trials and tribulations. I'm telling you this because I know how it feels for someone to tell you something negative about what is going on in your body. And the first thing you're thinking, whoa, you know, I had a sister to leave here from breast cancer. So, I mean, you know, did he know that? No. And for him to tell me that, that didn't make me feel good at all. And um, so I'm telling you this tonight, and I pray that it will just help your faith to trust in God and to know that no matter what you're faced with, he will bring you through. He will send forth his angels to do your battle for you. And he's going to send forth the angels before you. And you have to know, even before you get to that screening, before you get to that testing, you have to know you're healed by the blood of Jesus. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm lifting up everyone who's facing some type of physical ailment in their body. It's nothing too hard for you. I ask that you touch Mother Cato. I ask that you touch all the mothers and all those, all the sisters out there and the brothers who are going through situations that... That is beyond their even thinking. They would never thought that something could have happened to them or in their body. But Father, we know that you can heal them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. 
working and performing and healing that only you can do. So we send forth the angels right now to those rooms and the bedrooms and the houses and cars and wherever you may be listening to me. You may be listening to me at a different time and you pick up this message and you hear someone praying for you. Yes, it's for you now. And you have to catch on to God's vision and know that God is healing you even as I speak. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We plead the blood of Jesus right now going to the homes and hospitals and healing those bodies. We thank you. We praise you, Father. Heal our minds, those who are going through depression. I rebuke the spirit of wanting to kill yourself. Get up and live. And ask God to anoint you with life and help you by rebuilding your faith through the word of God. Get in and begin to read Psalms to encourage yourself. Read Romans. Begin to read the Bible. Even if it's just a couple of scripture, get a scripture, write it down and begin to meditate on that scripture. And you'll find yourself coming out of depression. You won't feel the way you were feeling because now you have hope through his word. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. We know there's nothing too hard for you. And we're asking for miracles today. And we ask all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. And come back this Thursday. And I guarantee you, we'll have a message just for you. And you know what we do here. We keep it real.